Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Love Y'all Lens. And I don't know when you're going to be listening to this episode, but I'm so excited for this series that is starting February 1st with this episode. And I think it's the biggest, the most important. You know, Created for More was January 1st, and it was such an inspiring, motivating, I feel like, podcast. And this is even, hopefully going to be so much more than that because we're in the month of February and you could be listening to this a year from now, six weeks from now. I don't know, but whenever you hear it is when you need it the most. I believe, I truly believe that when it comes through your ears and you hear it and you're going to feel it in your soul. I really do because over the last few years, it seems like after COVID hit, the search for self-love was on. Like we realized that we needed a break, that we were burnt out, we were spent. You know, we were looking for ways to cheer ourselves up and make ourselves happy after a year of not knowing if we were going to, just living in survival mode pretty much, not knowing if we were going to survive. Fear, all of those things. And so self-love was there before, absolutely. It's something that I feel like has been around for the longest time. It was just called... um things that we didn't need. Now, it's le- learning to love yourself by giving your things and rewarding yourself with these these things. And I don't mean this in a bad way because, you know, I talk about reward. I talk about loving yourself. I talk about all these things. But there's an order to things and there's a cycle to things. And there's one thing that I feel like we always miss that should be first and foremost. And I'm going to get that to, to that in a minute. But Instagram, it started, I feel like, with Instagram. And this is just me looking back. But it started with Instagram. And then it's on TikTok now. You know, TikTok made me buy it. It's always in our face. It's always in our face because it's a marketing strategy. Dangling in front of us, you know, Botox. Y'all, I I get Botox. I'm not going to lie. I get lip filler. I get all those things. I get them. I get my hair colored. I have extensions. There's always things in front of our face that's like, ooh, maybe I need that. Maybe, Maybe I need that. Or like I said, the TikTok made me buy it from leggings to bloating vitamins to this thing that snatches your jawline, blue blue light things, red light things, all of the things. And you're like, holy cow, I don't know how it works, but maybe I need it if they're using it. And so as a business owner, here's what companies do and people, businesses do. They tell us that we have a problem and how they're going to help us solve it. Then now they have influencers that tell tell us that they had a problem and this company helped them solve it. And the influencers tell us that we have a problem that this company can help us solve. You know, and it could be it could be anything. It could be, you know, from leggings to fad diets to whatever it is. But until we get it right, all those things are going to fill us because money, money can't buy us happiness. Things can't buy us happiness. And we'll find that stuff fails us. So when we see all these things that we think that we need, that we're told that we need, and we suffer from maybe low confidence or we're just really like we want to jump on the bandwagon. We want to fix those black circles under our eyes. We want to make sure that we're not bloating or we want to make sure our nails grow or we have whatever it is, whatever it is, we will jump on that bandwagon. I'm guilty of it and I'll guarantee so are you. We all are because it's there so many times, so much in our face all the time. And here's what happens if we don't have it right. Now, again, I want you to hear me. I am not saying that those things 
are bad or wrong. It's all about the order of things and getting it right. So, if we when when we jump on those bandwagons, here's what happens if our heart's not right and we truly don't love ourselves. Like if we really have not grasped what self-love is, we're going to end up broke because we're going to buy all this stuff and spend all this money for it to sit and never to use because it's overwhelming and it's too much. Or we're going to quit. We're going to quit the fad diet because we skipped we skipped a day or we cheated or, you know, it just got stressful and it's too much and we don't offer ourselves grace, so we quit. Or we're going to end up with a pile of hairless leggings that we don't even have a dog that we never wear because we don't go to the gym. Or we're going to end up with a drawer full of contraptions that are beauty products for anti-aging, you know, steamers, whatever it is. I did that, you all. I did that because it was so in my face and I was like, oh, I need that. I need that. Those things will make me happy. And it didn't make me happy. It did not make me happy. I still aged. (laughs) I still, I still had issues, you know, with my self-esteem and it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't helping my self-esteem. It actually was discouraging me because I felt like I couldn't get ahead, that I was still not worthy with all the stuff. I still wasn't good enough. I still wasn't enough. And those are things that come from inside. Self-love starts on the inside. So we talked about the stuff. Now let's talk about what we put in because that's super important. What we put in does affect that. What we listen to, what we, um, you know, what we listen to music-wise, podcast-wise, what books we read, all those things make a huge difference. I've done the manifesting I've done the thankfulness. I've done the positive self-talks. I've done the sticky notes. I've done the writing on the mirrors and the refrigerator. I've done all of that. I've done it all. And it worked. Done the affirmations. I've done looking in the mirror and saying things to your, the, the things to yourself that you want to believe true. I've done those things. I've done those things. I've d- I spent a year doing all those things. But until you hit rock bottom, and I did a year ago, a year ago, almost to the day, Jamie had the kids and I was sitting alone in a silent house in the floor, bawling my eyes out, begging God to help me, to send me somebody, to send me something, a fix a fix, to fix me, to fix the way I felt. But God didn't send me anybody. He didn't. I had to, I had to trust and pray and I had to change the way I thought about life and myself because I was questioning life. Like I was really questioning my will to live if it was going to feel like that because I hated myself. I did not like, there was nothing about myself I liked. I was skinny. So I, you know, I'd lost a ton of weight. I had no energy at all. I had done all the things to make me feel good. You know, I bought all the stuff, all the things. I was putting things in. I was listening to podcasts. I was, I was doing all the things, but my self-love still wasn't there. And all those things like it, it was, it, it worked for my ego, you know, to boost me when I did those things. But it wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I realized 
and I found what true self-love is. And when it's silent and it's quiet and you are kneeling on the floor, praying, begging, crying, things just come to you a little differently. And I had to make changes. I didn't know what was going to happen in my life. I didn't know where my life was going. It was it was dark and ominous and it definitely did not feel I did not feel loved. I did not feel lovable. Uh, there was all the emotions that I felt were were definitely not positive emotions. And something inside me clicked. I don't know what I mean it was a god thing for sure, but Again, when you're quiet, God speaks to you. And I started just being thankful for small things to the biggest thing. And when I say thankful, I'm not saying thanking the universe. I'm saying that I had to start thanking God for the smallest, littlest things that went so unnoticed. There was after after I picked myself up off the floor, or Jesus picked me up off the floor, because if not, I would have sat there all night. I walked my butt outside and I went for a walk. And I remember looking up at the sky and it was gorgeous. It was like this orangish pink color. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it was cold. It was chilly outside. And I remember saying, thank you, God, for the sky. And that's where it started. And I know that sounds so ridiculous when it comes to self-love, but when you start thinking, when you start being thankful for things like the sky that God created and how beautiful it is, and then you start to think about this creation that God made, you, I mean, man, you, like, I had to start telling myself that I was fearfully and wonderfully made and remind myself of that every single day. I had to really change the way I saw life because if not, I was going to quit it. I had to change the way I saw myself because I hated it. And that's when life started making a turn. It's when my attitude changed to a different person than I've ever been in 36 years of life. I became a different person who I'd strived to be for years, but never could seem to really put my finger on how. And it's when I started being thankful to God. And I started writing it down. Like I would start write, I would, I would write it because my brain at the time, I the only thing I could say was Jesus. That was it. Like I didn't know what to pray or how to pray. But when I started writing my prayers and writing my prayers down, it it got to where it wasn't God. What can you give me? What can you send me? What can you give me to fix me? Because obviously I was very broken. It was thank you God for, and. I believe that that's where it all changed is when I started being thankful in every situation that I was in, becoming thankful when I was sick, knowing that I appreciated my health more, knowing that, you know, being being in such a dark, horrible spot makes me so grateful for for where I'm at now or the person that I became or, you know, the other side of it. And the hope that came along with that, that there was going to be another side of it. You know, self-love isn't always about what we can give ourselves, but it's like what we give others. Self-love really, really and truthfully, self-love is not egotistical. It's the, the total opposite of that. 
And so I started writing down what I was thankful for. I started writing down, you know, like I said, the biggest to the smallest from little victories to just being able to get out of bed and take a breath of air to the biggest things when money was coming in, when I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills or if I was going to be able to pay my bills, if I was going to lose my house, thanking God every time an order rolled in or somebody booked a session that he made a way in a, you know, in an almost feel like hopeless and impossible situation. And then I started to focus on what I wanted to become when I was being thankful. So I wanted to start being grateful to God. I wanted to start thanking Him for every opportunity that presented itself, for everything that came my way when it was a miracle when it did, or picking me up off the floor. I, I focused on who he wanted me to be. And that meant looking in the mirror and saying, thank you, God, for who you made me, how you made me. And I know like this sounds, it sounds vain when you say it, but when you start to think about like, think about when you have a friend or maybe you're a parent with a kid and your kid is always picking their self apart. Oh, I hate this about myself. Oh my gosh, my teeth stick out. I need braces. Like, think about, we all know those people, or maybe we are those people that's always picking ourselves apart, okay? Think about in those situations when people are picking themselves apart, how you look at them and you think, oh my gosh, you are beautiful and I would love to be you. Or I'd love to have that characteristic. Or that's the thing I love about you. And when it's our kids, like we think, oh my gosh, how could you ever hate the person you are or dislike that about yourself? Like, how could you ever feel that way? Because we love them so much. And I envision that when God's sitting in heaven, sometimes he rolls his eyes, but he wants to hug us at the same time because he's like, oh my gosh, I made you so unique. I made you so different the sequence that I made you in with those characteristics and the way you act and think and look are for a reason and nobody else possesses that. I can only imagine like he wants us to think like that. And I want, we have to start thinking about that, about ourselves. And so the things that I, I picked apart about myself, like when I looked in the mirror, you know, I started thanking God for that, for my size, for my weight, for the way I looked, You know, the things about myself that I hated, my build. And then I started thanking him for the characteristics that I hated about myself at the time. The things that I didn't love, my mindset. And I flipped it. I flipped it and started saying, thank you, God, for making me lovable. Thank you for making me kind. Thank you for making me successful, relentless, all the things that I wanted to become because he had put that in my heart to be. All the things that I had been just enough before, but longed to be more of. Thank you, God, for my energy that people gravitate towards me and I can be a light to others. You know, I'm going to tell two stories here. One of them is about a mom that I was doing their maternity pictures. And this is kind of on a a side side step, but it's kind of not. I'll get back to it. But we, 
she showed up for the maternity session. I mean, she was beautiful. And when I compliment my moms when they come in, like, I truly mean it. I don't say those things to everybody. Like, I find things that I see in them, like their glow, like things that I, I just, it's not repetitive. It's not a show to me. I truly mean it when I say it. And I say something different to everybody. But I find those things about people that I see beautiful and I point them out to them. And it was so funny because, um, we were in this maternity session and I mean, like I'm complimenting mom and dad kind of chuckles and I don't think anything about it. And he just looks at her and I, there was something else that I said and he looked at her and he laughed. I said, uh, is that, is that funny or something? Just talk, trying to create conversation. He said, he said, it is because everything that you've said to her, she pointed out as a flaw on the way here. Man, isn't that crazy? Like how others see us, but so often we don't see ourselves. So we have to start looking in the mirror and are seeing seeing ourselves the way God sees us, the way other people sees us. And I don't believe it's egotistical when you put God first, when you put Him in it. I believe that He will make our hearts right, so it's not conceited. It's confidence that we're going to use these things that we're thanking Him for to accomplish our purpose in life. And huh, and I can't remember what my other story was right now that I was gonna I was gonna tell you all, but if it comes back to me, I'll totally just go off on another tangent if I have to. But I'm just I'm so passionate about this because it truly coming from a girl that has picked herself apart her whole life and never loved herself and never felt good enough about herself. When I changed how I felt about myself, how I viewed myself through the eyes that God views me through, oh, man, I glow different. I, I, I know that I glow different. I see the light in my eyes totally, totally different. But we're so like I we're so bad about picking ourselves apart, aren't we? That we want all these things to help us love ourselves, but we we truly have to understand what self-love is. And it's learning to say, you know, when people say, "Oh, you're so pretty." Thank you. And not oh, well, uh, it's about changing our tone. And when we truly love ourselves, we will we will, and we are going to rub off on other people. Once I started really loving myself, okay, once that I started loving this human that God made me, the the one with the flaws, with the stubbornness, that's the other thing. My dad used to always tell me, he would always say it's okay to be stubborn for the right reasons. You know, maybe this is the story I was getting off, getting off on the tangent too, but anyway, there are traits and characteristics that we are taught not to love about ourselves. Okay, like, um, for example, stubbornness. You know, I view stubbornness in a way to use stubbornness as being tenacious and relentless and never giving up, and being stubborn for the right reasons when you know your purpose. Um, there's so many different, like, there's just all these flaws, hard-headed. As females especially, they're inflicted on us, crazy, psycho. All of these things that I was taught about myself growing up that I was like, maybe I am crazy. Well, yeah, there's times that I'm crazy. I'm, I'm crazy. I get that. But there's times that I use that crazy that make me a successful 
business owner, leader, entrepreneur, and a voice. There's times that that crazy makes me confident. Sometimes crazy is like liquid courage. So we can use that confidence and that mindset of self-love to to say, okay, God, listen, I don't understand why you gave me depression and anxiety. I don't understand it. But how can I use those flaws? How can I use that stubbornness as a flaw towards your purpose? And then you start to love those things about yourself, even though it frustrates the life out of you. You learn how to be in control of your thoughts. You learn how to take control of your mind when you start to battle depression and anxiety and think, okay, all right, how can I use this thing about myself that I hate so badly, but God, you gave it to me for a reason. How can I use it? You know, I love my sister. My sister is a beautiful soul. She is beautiful on the inside and out. Her heart is, she has a heart of gold. She's a one, she's a hard worker. I can't say enough things about my sister, but she has several palsy. And I take for granted so often the ability to be able to do the things that she can. And, but I see her every single day. And I know, like, I'm sure that she hates that, that she has that that she has that disability. But I'm telling you, she is the prime example of somebody that uses it to glorify God and towards her purpose. She does. And I love, like, I, you know, she keeps a positive attitude. She battles things that we can't understand. And she makes, she makes the difference in the lives of so many people. And I love, I love that about her. I love it because she is she is a phenomenal person with restrictions and disabilities and yet she's so giving to other people and I believe that 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 is so so valuable and you know then I look at myself and I think wow you know she's such a huge role model to me and I want to be more like her. I want to have that mindset. I want to be like Leslie. And, you know, I'm sure she battles with self-love and loving herself. I'm sure she does. She rewards herself with so much iced coffee. I love her for that too. <laughs> but listen, you all, once I learned to learned what true self-love was, here's what I didn't need. I didn't need validation from others anymore when I say validation, I didn't need somebody to pick me up off the floor. I had Jesus for that. And I learned to love myself enough to know that I could pick myself up off the floor with his help or with him doing it. I learned to be patient in the process. I've spent 36 years being the most impatient person. I wanted what I wanted when I wanted it. And I was used to getting what I wanted. Believe me. I would work so hard till I got what I wanted. When I learned to love myself and truly love myself, I wasn't looking for a fix or to find things to fill me. What I was looking for was lessons in the process. What could I learn in this moment? What could I learn? Why am I going through this? You know, and visualizing the outcome and the other side of it because I had hope in Jesus. 
he had given me that with my, the self-love he had given me. I hope this is all really connecting for you all because I know like it's it's so opposite of what we're taught, but it all goes together. It all goes hand in hand. And when we do it in the right order, the right, correct order of things, it works and it changes our life and it changes how we view ourselves and it changes how we love ourselves and it changes how we love the people around us and the difference that we make in this world. So now that I kind of got off on a tangent again, you know, I knew where I was, but I knew that it was going to get better. One of my teachers in school, Donna Smith, her favorite saying was, just like gas, this too shall pass. And I mean, it's true. Like when we find patience in the journey, gosh, it might suck. It, it sucked where I was last year. It was the worst thing I'd ever experienced probably in my whole entire life, like in a short stint of time. It sucked, but I knew that if I put my faith in the right place, not myself, not other people, and learn to love myself, I would get better. And I did. And I knew that I would grow. And I did. I learned to give myself grace. Just because one minute wasn't good or one hour wasn't good or I messed up or a day wasn't good and I slipped and maybe I drank or maybe I overate or maybe I, you know, I sat in the floor and cried, whatever it was. I gave myself grace and got back up and said, okay, I've got to get better at this. I have to be better about this. This is the thing that I have to be better about. Maybe it was negative self-talk. Maybe it was needing, longing for somebody to validate me and fix me and questioning God, whatever it was, whatever it was, I learned to give myself grace and say, listen, okay, okay, Lindsay, look, you're working on you. This was a moment where you weren't the strongest because we revert back to our highest level of training. You weren't the strongest right now, but you were training and you were learning to be better. You are learning to be a different person. You are changing and you are growing right now. And you've got to give yourself some grace and forgiveness and ask God for forgiveness when you mess up. I'm not saying intentionally go do it. I'm saying be conscious when you do it and say, okay, I've got to work to do better and give yourself some grace. I became truly happy. I became comfortable in my skin. You know, I was really working hard to go to the gym every day. And it used to be something that, like, I would get so mad at myself if I didn't do it. I would get mad at myself if I ate bad. Because I knew what I put in, I would give out. I knew it would be a reflection. And so, you know, I had to, I had to become so, um, for, I had to forgive myself. It's like the fad diets that I was talking about or things that, you know, dieting, losing weight. A lot of people just quit after the first, you know, oh, shoot, I slipped. I quit or I'll start back next Monday. You know, I became truly happy with the journey. I became comfortable in my own skin. So, hey, this is where I'm at now. This is, I'm too skinny or I'm not eating right and I'm unhealthy, but I'm working on it. And I became comfortable in my skin where I was, my mindset. I became so mentally disciplined and tough that and this is a supernatural strength. Like this was God saying, I'm going to help you get through this because you're relying on me 
I mean, it was. I could never have done this by myself. None of this can be done on your own. You can be as mentally tough as you think you could, that you, the toughest person. But believe me, without Jesus, you're never going to make it through hard situations like what I went through. You're just not. Not the right way. And come out on the other side loving yourself in the right way and stronger and better and comfortable you're in your own skin and happier and content. And then, like I told you all, like I said, there's not so much pressure to make sure that you're doing all of the things that the influencers are telling you you need to do, how you need to heal, how you need to grow, what you need to buy, what you need to, how you need to wear your hair, whatever it is. Like there's not that pressure anymore to, to do that. But then when you do indulge and treat yourself, it's truly a treat. It's a reward. It's not a must do, must have. So, you know, I feel like I don't feel guilty. These things were fun. I could enjoy them, you know, because I had the money to go do my hair. I made sure that I had the money to go do my hair and it wasn't, it didn't stress me out when it was so tight. I waited. There was one time I waited like six months to color this, this mop on my head. (gasps) I mean, isn't that crazy? Like six months, you know, Botox, when I had the money, I go get it. Dang, did I need it? Yeah, have me some crow's feet and some. When I feel my forehead, I was like, "Oh, I'm past due," but it's okay. Jesus loves my wrinkles. I can learn to love my wrinkles. There's, you know, my body. The process with weight loss in the gym. I could look at myself. I had to change my my mindset, my attitude, and say, "God, you made me like this after two kids, and it's beautiful. This body that I have delivered two big old fat babies." One was 8-4 and the other one's 9-11. Guess what? <laughs> Thank you, God, that I, like, for my body and that it was able to do that. Now, let's get, let's get this in check and get me back where I need to be, where I feel like something, where I feel like moving, where I feel like getting out of bed. You know, and I stopped and started asking myself, do I truly need this? Do I need this? Do I need to do this? And my anxiety got better because of the pressure that I took off myself. I don't quit things because I give myself grace. And there's there's fun in the growth, not pressure. We have to understand this. When we're true when we truly love ourselves, I'm going to repeat this, it should be fun. The growth it's like pro, the, 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 let's rewind. It should be fun to watch your growth, not pressure to grow. So I want it, I want you to really think about everything I've said. Like, I want you to start by being excessively grateful for everything that God's given you. Write it down. And I repeat this. Like, I know, I repeat this. But this has been my journey and my process that has changed my entire world and made me a better human being. And now listen, I'm going to address this because I know it's been said. I've been said that it's fake. Listen, I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of girl, okay? I'm striving to be better and 
take control of my thoughts and my mindset. So where some see fake, I see it as working hard to be a better human being. And if that means that I have to do hard things, then guess what? I'm going to do hard things. That doesn't mean that life is always great and cupcakes and sunshine and rainbows for me. But there's days that are hard. There's been sick kids. I've been sick. There's been slow business. There's been worry about money. But where I draw my strength is not fake. Where I draw the the smile, the expression, the energy, it's not fake. It's not fake. It's not a two seconds before I was yelling, screaming at my kids, and then I come on here and tell you all, oh, I love my kids so much. It's not. And we laugh. Like, I, I, I can laugh about that because, you know, that's what I grew up in. I grew up in, you know, you put a smile on it, go fix your makeup, you know, the Miranda Lambert song. Like, you don't show that side of, side of you. I used to live a fake life where if I was miserable, I pretended I wasn't. Listen, when you learn to love yourself, the strength and where you draw it from is not fake. It's not fake. And you can admit that it's not perfect all the time, the way you feel, the way you think. But when you hold your thoughts captive and work to be more like God called you to be versus who you want to be or who you thought you would be, you find contentment. And that's the person that I'm working to become. I'm far from perfect. Far from it. I have so much more that I want to do and accomplish to make me a better human being. But this is where it started for me. This, this is what I had to do. I had to, I had to do it all wrong first. I don't want that for you. I had to try all the stuff. All the stuff to make you happy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I had to try all the affirmations and positive self, self, self-talk. self I had to try that first. It didn't work. My self-love came when I said, okay, God, it's yours. It's yours. You made me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and I don't know how to love myself and love how you made me. I don't know what to do with all this hot mess right now, but show me, God. Show me. And... He did. The things he put in my heart, the things that he put in my, in my mind, the opportunities, they all came from him because I started by being excessively grateful. See, it's a cycle. It's a cycle that self-love falls into. There's so many Bible verses that talks about fear not and fearfully and wonderfully made and talks about um Oh, the proverb woman and how beautiful she is. There's so many different scriptures that we could draw from for positive affirmations. All the women Jesus used in the Bible that were not perfect, that were younger, that were older. So many Bible stories. They're there for a reason, for affirmations for us. You know, the manifestation. I believe that when we put God first and then we manifest we're on the right road. It has to be what he wants for us. And we are okay if it doesn't work out how we plan because he has a bigger picture. But that, what we hope for, gives like that gives us hope. That being able to visualize and, and manifest after I prayed helped me get up off the floor and find hope, hopefulness in a life, in a life that I wasn't sure if I, was, if I wanted to wake up the next day. 
you know, and learning to look in the mirror and be thankful for how God made me because he sees me totally different than how I saw myself. I didn't see myself as a good person, as a positive person, but he said, hey, I got more for you and you're not your past and you're not what's happened in the past. And that's what's determining your self-love right now. The things, the stuff, the baggage, the junk. He's like, I got more for you. And you know what? I'm so excited to see how God uses me and how I love myself as a as as a totally different human being than I was when I walked into 2022 and walked through 2022 as when I walked into 2023. And I just believe that He's going to show me more and more that hopefully I can turn around and I can use it and I can talk about it and I can help make other people better. So my challenge to you, there's 28 days in this month. I think there's 28 days, 28, 29, something like that. My challenge to you is to do these things because it will not only help you love yourself and how God created you to be. It'll help you see yourself differently when you look in the mirror. It'll help you truly see the person, the human that God created. And remember, I'm going to say it one more time. Think about think about this, okay? This is what I want to leave you with. Actually, I'm going to leave you with one more thing after this. But I want to, I want to say this. When God created you, He made no mistakes. From that the amount of hair you have on your head to the freckles on your face to my tooth that sticks out a little bit or, you know, the things that I don't love about myself, my characteristics that I were taught bad. Every sequence that God gave me from those personality traits, from my height to where I'm at in this place and time and the people that come into my path, He did that for a reason. He created me how he created me. Like he put that much thought into you, into me. When I think about that, how can I not say, all right, God, you know what you're doing and I don't. And it helps me to learn to let go. To let go of all the stuff and the baggage and the things that I white knuckle. And when you let go of all that, the amount of weight that lifts off of you, it, like it's it's like it's like you've just been released from chains of bondage, and you see the world and you see yourself in a totally different light. When you think about that, when you think about how he made you, and you are truly grateful for it, that he make you like anybody else. And you can use those things for your purpose, what you were created for, what he created you for. It's, mag- it's, it's magnificent. It's not a word I use a lot, but it's, it's, it's awesome to just think about. So my challenge to you all, and I've said this and I'll keep saying it, is to be excessively grateful. Find things during the day to just stop, pause, and say, okay, here's three things that just randomly I see or I'm doing that I'm thankful for. Do it multiple times a day. Do it until it becomes so habitual that you're you're in the habit of being grateful for things. You know, in situations, 
Say, God, thank you for this situation. It doesn't seem great right now, but like, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to, how, how are we going to get through this, God? I'm expecting you. I'm visualizing. I'm manifesting you to do big things through me in this situation. Man, that's hard. Oh, that's hard. I get it. But be excessively grateful Two, pray, 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 and then listen, meditate, meditate, listen to what he has for you. Listen to what he's saying to you. Look in the mirror, in the mirror and thank God for who you are and how you are and those things. And then you're going to learn to love those things about yourself. And then manifest. Be hopeful for the future. Know that God has big things and big plans and he's going to use you. That is my challenge to you. Because when we do these things, we are going to, in 365 days, we're going to look back and we are going to be the absolute best version of ourselves that we've been trying to be for years because we finally are starting to see and get it right. I know, I know that. I know that. And I believe that. And I cannot wait to see what we do in the community that we create of people that are just making a difference in the world, making the difference in the life of others. Because we changed our version of self-love. And we changed how we viewed ourselves. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Love Y'all Lens. I know this was a lot. I'm very, very passionate about it. And I think I got off on a couple of tangents, but hey, that's all right. If you like what you heard, please take a minute to just share this with somebody. Leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Love Y'all Lens. And until next time, you've got this.